Hey, great to have your company. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast and for subscribing as well. If you haven't already done that, make sure you do it today, right now, so you don't miss any future conversations from Hyde of Heart. I'm Deanna Fletcher, and I'm really excited because this week in conversation is worship leader, mother, songwriter, wife, all-round incredible lady, Kim Walker-Smith. She's a part of the Jesus Culture team, has recently released a brand new solo project, which is available now. I caught up with Kim on her most recent trip to England, where amongst other things, we had a chat about their new local church in California. It's going so good. It's it's been really life-giving to us actually. Anyone who's planted a church before knows that planting a church is it's hard stuff. It, it can be really tough. Um, we just hit our two-year mark this last September and it's actually been a really incredible joy for all of us and really like I said just really life-giving and we've had all the you know the difficulties to work through like any new church and we're still working through different things and figuring stuff out but it's been really good to have a a place of our own and to kind of have our own um, expression of church and worship and it was yeah it's been really good jesus culture is quite a big name in terms of worship music but when you moved to the local area how did the actual community respond do you have a lot of people in your church that of course might have come because they've heard of you and they'd love to see what a local church looks like and they love the music or has it been a grassroots of just who's around who can we help and see what happens you know it's it's definitely been a mixture of both there's definitely people there who knew jesus culture and came because they're excited about that um but i would say those people are small in amount compared to the people who are are just locals who have come in who they all have random stories there's a lot of new christians in our church and so um we've we've even been kind of starting back at you know just teaching the fundamentals of of christianity and and discipling um because we have so many new christians in our church and um we have a lot of people that have different stories of how they kind of stumbled in into church and found us that are, are local in the community and so that actually has been really exciting for us to to get to interact with new Christians and and people who who you know they're not starstruck or anything else they're just people who were looking for a church and found us and it's great we love it that is amazing I don't know how many churches can say that there is a, a large influx of new Christians new to the faith in their church so I mean, just out of interest, how do you go about, how do you really start to build a solid community when people either don't have a background in faith whatsoever, or maybe they're new Christians, but they have a lot of preconceived ideas of what it would be like? Yeah, I think we're still figuring that out. You know, I don't I don't think we've perfected that by any means. We, you know, we have um, a class that we teach kind of bringing everyone in to say hey this is our core values and kind of the the fundamentals of of who we are and our foundation and that sort of thing um but behind he right now he's in the middle of a, a series that he's been doing on sundays uh that's all about holy spirit and you know the very first one i was sitting there listening and going man what he's talking about right now the very first one is just the importance of holy spirit in your life and to a lot of us who have been Christians for a long time or, you know, whatever that we're kind of going, you know, this is, it's like Christianity 101, you know, for some of us, but we recognize the importance and the the need of, we have a large amount of people in our church that new Christians or some of them have been Christians a while, but they don't understand relationship with Holy Spirit. So, um, yeah, we're just, 
I would say between our Sunday mornings and the class that we do, we're just figuring out still. What's your own um, journey and growth toward faith been like? Or how did you personally become a Christian and and find that that, um, solid ground? Uh, You know, at at 18 is when I um, finally surrendered my life to Jesus. And um, before that, I was somewhat familiar with church and and God. My grandparents were really devout Christians. And when I visit them, we were always going to church or Bible school, you know, different things like that. And um, when I surrendered my life to God, it was kind of an all-in. And um, I... It was like the following year that I I ended up in Redding, California, and I'd never heard of um, Bethel Church or anything like that. And this is many, many years ago before anyone knew who Bill Johnson or Bethel Church was. <laughs> this is, um, I don't even know if he'd written any of his books or anything um, back then. It's a long time ago. But um, I actually went there to go to a Christian college and um, in the middle of the night stumbled upon um, the church and went back the following Sunday. And um, after my year at college, I ended up going to the school of ministry. And it was, I think, their third year running the school of ministry. And it was much smaller then, very different. And um, that's really where my Christianity grew, was in the school of ministry. That's really where my relationship and my understanding of God um, grew. It's where I went through a lot of um, just inner healing and allowing the, the Lord to really kind of change me from the, the inside out. So I would say the majority of my growth came in, in that time. A lot of the time, of course, people would always know that they love music or whatever their area of interest is. But it's always I find it always interesting when people end up basically being a worship leader for a living. It's what you do. You write music, you record albums. It's a great job to have. But how did you kind of end up where you are now in what you're doing now? (laughs) I wonder that myself, actually. Um, This is not at all what I thought I would be doing with my life. It's really it's kind of weird, actually. I, I, I'm super happy, and I, I feel really blessed and, and honored that um, the Lord would allow me to do this. Um, for me, it, 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 it honestly, it just kind of happened. And just my pursuit of the Lord, it's like He just led me into it. I, I personally feel like one day I just opened my eyes and looked around and went, how did I get here? I, I was actually working as a banker um, <laughs> and, and I loved it. And I... You're such a creative person <laughs> in yourself and also just in your music. I'm very surprised to hear that you were a banker. I, I know. I It's something a lot of people don't know about me. I'm a little quirky. I, I think I have got both the right and left brain thing cool. going on. I have a, a knack for numbers and um, I actually do really like organization and math and science and all of that and um, I loved working as a banker and Banning had to actually convince me to really like give myself to this full time and I just thought seriously you think how am I going to pay my bills being a musician that doesn't make sense to me you know um but it was no no and and really it was more about ministry and about Jesus culture and what we're building with Jesus culture and so I I remember the day I left my banking job to commit and jump into ministry full-time very you know um nervous and and not knowing how it would all work but it's, it's been really amazing, actually. God's really 
worked it all out. <laughs> and this is the thing, because when you are in full-time ministry or any other full-time career as a woman and you have a husband and children, I know last time you came over here, you brought your whole family with you. Yeah. It's a bit of a juggling and a balancing act. So how do you go about it? And do you have any advice for other people in the same situation? Yeah, you know, I think it's just being able to constantly adjust. You know, um, it doesn't really work for, for me to have something completely established and to think that this is how it will be all the time every year. So both of my boys, um, they're, I traveled with them their first year and my, my oldest son for his second year as well. And, um, then last year towards the end of the year, I felt like the Lord said, um, to leave, leave my boys home and, and for me to be home this year. And I felt like God told me to clear out my schedule where I could and to, to stay home. So this year, and, and I told him, okay, if you want me to do that, I need a home because we didn't actually have a home at the time. We we're just on the road all the time. We rented a place and, um, and so we ended up buying a farm and yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and my husband and I were both, both raised in a, in a tiny little farm town. So for us, it feels like just getting back to our roots, but, um, bought a farm and I've been home this year with my kids and I've hardly traveled. I've done very little. And that's why, you know, I'm just popping in here to the UK and flying out and, you know, I'm here for like a day and a half. <laughs> and, um, it's been really incredible because I realized in doing that, that my boys really needed that. They really, I, traveling was, was great. Um, but they were needing some stability and just some time to just be home and, and have, you know, a little bit more of a normal life and childhood, not on a tour bus or airplane or hotel room. And it's been really good. And I just think anyone who's trying to balance all of those things, whether it be career, ministry, home, especially as a, a woman or a working mother, I think just the willingness to be able to adjust and to know that there are, there are always seasons and there'll be a season of work, a season of being home with the kids. And sometimes there's a season that's a strange mix of the two but if you just keep yourself flexible and willing to just follow the lord in it i think you know it all works out well that's it i love that god speaks to us about everything if you'll just listen and no wonder you were saying that you feel so refreshed being you know planted in a local church and starting a church but you've also bought a farm and you've been yeah. home this year so it sounds like you've been looking after yourself yeah. as well as your family i love that there's more conversation nowadays about the holistic approach to looking after yourself from start to finish whether it's you know what you eat and if you get exercise and how much time you spend working and, and all this kind of stuff do you feel that that's something that you've had to look at or approach just because you travel all the time, kind of making sure that you look after yourself and your family? Well, you know, funny thing um, you say that is I feel like that's something the Lord has really been teaching me this year being home. Because uh, even as a mother, I think it's very easy to forget about yourself or put yourself last and not take care of yourself. And um, just you want to give everything to your family and your children and to, to take care of them. And even before my children, it was, you know, for me as, as a mother in, in ministry and what I'm doing and I, the only reason I, I left my, you know, the stability of my job in my head was because of the people that I care about. It wasn't me going, wow, I hope this really works and I can get a career as a musician. I actually thought that would never happen. <laughs> I actually was thinking about the people that I felt called to love and to minister to. And I think it's easy, um, 
to forget about taking care of yourself. And the Lord has just been teaching me a lot this year. You know, I, I think a lot of people have, have said and used the um, analogy before of, you know, on the airplane when they talk about the oxygen masks and they say, put yours on first before you help your children. Um, because obviously, if you are completely passed out, you are of no use to your children to help them. And, and really understanding, I am the best version of myself when I take care of myself. I am the best mom when I take care of myself and when I'm I'm the best wife when I take care of myself and I'm the best minister when I take care of myself and I've, I've really learned that this year so this year the Lord's really been teaching me about what that looks like for me and taking care of myself tell me about the current Jesus Culture album what's the process been like in creating that and what's the response since publishing it been like we've probably had the best response with this album um, out of any album we've ever done uh, this album is the first album that is, I think, just, you know, 100% songs that we've written. There's no covers. Um, this album is birthed out of our own journeys and what we've walked through. And there is a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into that album. I think this album um, is a reflection of just where each of us have been um, as individuals and also as a team and, and as a family. And the last couple years with transitioning to Sacramento, planting the church, and then lots of just kind of crazy things we all all went through within our, our own families. I, I know on the record, Chris talks about losing his son. Um, only a few months later, I lost my father. It was just, we just kind of had a lot of just crazy things happen all at once. And these songs were really birthed out of the journey of just holding on to the Lord through all of that and what he's taught us through through the hard season. And um, getting the album out kind of felt like uh, a lot of just a birthing process. And when we finally got it out, it was just like, oh, it's out. <laughs> we did it. We we got these songs and and um, they're yeah they're just an expression of, of where we've been and and for that reason I, I think that's why it's probably one of our most uh, vulnerable albums as as well and a true reflection of of who we are. We're in conversation today with Kim Walker-Smith. If you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do that so you don't miss any future podcasts. We always like to bring you great conversations with songwriters and artists and authors and filmmakers and basically people that inspire us, people that represent some of the challenges that perhaps you and I have faced as we have conversations about how we move through it, how we overcome those obstacles and do so with a greater sense of hope and inspiration. On my side is the name of Kim Walker-Smith's brand new album. It's available now. It's much more vulnerable than I've ever been with um, a record and with a songwriting and I'm doing the studio which is really different for me I, I always do live records the only um, studio albums I've done are, are the one I did with my husband the home album and um, then the Christmas album of course but this one um, yeah, it's just really different. I wanted to be in the studio so that I could just kind of 
get a little more expression with everything and with what I'm doing. And, um, you know, not every song would be a, a corporate worship song. Um, and I didn't want to really box myself into that this time because I really wanted this album to be about the journey and about what the Lord has been teaching me and um, to just be very vulnerable and real because I think that's just what people want most right now is just authenticity and vulnerability and to have um, real conversations about our our journey with the Lord you know it might seem like a weird question but do you have do you ever feel that you have any pressure on you because you are a full-time ministry person because you put an album out pretty much every year you're always writing songs and you need to hear from god to in order to really write well and to express well what he obviously wants mm-hmm. um do you ever feel an added pressure to have a really great relationship or do because i think regular people everyday people mm-hmm. um wouldn't necessarily say or feel like they have the best devotional life and that they struggle with it is that ever a struggle for you do you feel any pressure in that area oh definitely i I, I definitely have felt that pressure and and know that pressure. Um, becoming a mom was, I mean, that it took it to a whole new level sure. because suddenly I've got these little people that I'm responsible for and they have no concept of, um, can you give mommy, you know, five minutes so I can just get a moment with Jesus you know they don't they don't understand that and I've had to learn again the adjustment I've had to learn how to maybe like bring them into that and and just catch those moments where I can and I do think there is a little bit of reality that when you are in ministry um yes there is probably a pressure to really stay on top of your connection to the Lord and relationship but I think if you don't make that a priority when you're in ministry, um, it it'll take you out because you this what you're doing this what ministry is it is you're you're giving out you're pouring out of yourself and and your relationship with God and so if that isn't strong, you're gonna pour out and then be empty, <laughs> and that's called burnout in ministry and that's called not fun. <laughs> so um, I, I I think that pressure is there, but I don't think it's meant to be a, a burden to us. I think it's meant to be a reminder um, that you you are leading people and, and any leader, whether it's in ministry or no matter what you do, any leader is going to have a greater pressure on them in leading people and remembering that they, they have to take care of themselves and their relationship with God in order to lead the people well yeah so and like you said look after yourself and not end up burning out you want to keep going keep doing what God's called you to do just lastly let me ask you as somebody who has now a wealth of experience whether it's songwriting or whether it's worship leading or recording and producing albums do you have any tips or advice or just thoughts for emerging artists people who kind of look at what you do and think that's kind of the direction I'd like to go in yeah I, I would say first and foremost that um your relationship with God is, it truly is the most important thing with growing as a worship leader. It's important, you know, to practice, to work on the technical side of things, to get good on your instrument, get voice lessons, whatever it is to kind of grow yourself practically. But really, if you're, if you're thinking worship leading and ministry, the 
absolute best way you grow is to continuously grow your relationship with God because that is a reflection of, of what you're doing. And also, I think it's important to remember that God is the one who opens doors and, and not man. And I think it's very easy um, for us to think, I just got to get with the right label or I got to get connected to the right person or I got to... And and to, to forget that really... God is the one who opens those doors for us and his timing is perfect. And I think that um, we shouldn't forget that we're sometimes in a process and in a journey of, of being prepared for what's ahead. And we don't want to miss that. And when you get there, you'll be thankful for the journey, for the process that you had before that prepared you for where you are. So I think um, just being faithful with where you are and to keep knocking, to keep pressing in, but to remember that the relationship with God is the most important and that he's the one that opens the doors for us in, in his perfect timing. My thanks to Kim Walker-Smith for chatting with us this week. So nice to hear about some of her experiences as a parent and looking at balance and songwriting. Great advice in there as well if you're an up-and-coming artist or worship leader. Thank you so much for your company. Be sure to tell someone about the podcast if you enjoyed today's conversation. Share it online. Word of mouth really is a really important thing to us. And let us know as well about conversations you'd like to hear in the future. You can get in touch on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you best like to social. I'm Deanna. Thanks again for listening. And I'll be back next week with more Height of Heart.